I still have never counted all my needles, but I was giving myself injections every day for, you know, over a month. Um, And that second round, I just remember feeling like I'm going to do this and God's got me and it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to be okay. And there's going to be another solution for me. And I'm not going to let the fear um, take over. Do you ever get tired of trying to be the perfect mom or wonder how you're going to make it through the day? I know I do. I'm Kendall Yanez, a mom of two, perfectionist, and a recovering people pleaser. Sorta. Being a mom is the most rewarding but hardest job you can have. Behind every good kid is a mom who believes she is failing. If you're looking for a fun and safe, judgment-free community of mamas to talk about all the good and bad that comes with this crazy, most beautiful thing called motherhood, you're in the right place. I'm no expert, but on this podcast, we're going to get real and honest. I interview moms in different walks of life. They all have different stories to share and advice to give. Whether you need advice, you're looking for clarity, or you need a good laugh with some girlfriends, that's what we're here for. So let's walk through motherhood together. Welcome to the podcast. Mama, you're doing great. Before we start laughing, crying, and feeling all the emotions us mamas like to feel, please take a second to hit that subscribe button to this podcast so you can come back every other week and hear more mom friends share their stories. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Kendall Yanez and at Mama You're Doing Great Podcast. Don't forget to check out the Mama You're Doing Great website to shop my apparel and to see how you can get connected with other mamas like you. Let's get started. This past Sunday was Mother's Day, but I think that we should celebrate all week. What do you think, mamas? On today's episode, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day with a friend of mine I have known for 10 years. One thing I know about her is she loves kids and has always wanted to be a mom. Megan knew very early on in her journey to getting pregnant, something wasn't right. You'll hear about her past fears of believing she may never become a mom and how she struggled with the thought of giving herself a shot every day. She pushed through the pain and fears knowing it was one more shot closer to holding her baby. And this year, she is celebrating her second Mother's Day. Next month, it's Infertility Awareness Month. This is something that is way more common than you think. If you have a friend that you know is struggling with infertility, reach out to them. Love on them. This may be a hard week and month and ask how you can be there for them. Let's hear Megan's story about infertility struggles and the advice she gives to all moms living in a hard time. Hey, Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. So excited you're here. We have been through quite a journey together. So I've known you for almost 12 years. Long time. Right? Yeah. So um, we kind of, for a while, our lives got separated and then we reconnected after we got married and we started having kids. And um, I want you to share your story. You've been through IVF, infertility issues, um, the struggles of that, but then also the reward at the end. It, you've gone through a lot. And I'd love for you to share your story with other moms because I know that that is getting talked about a lot more. 
um, awareness of it a lot more than it used to be. But I know you have said before, when you're in it, you feel alone. For sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan. It was 2011 when I kind of knew something wasn't right. Um, I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and later started to find that I had endometriosis and irregular uh, cycles. And so I kind of had the thought in the back of my mind that maybe I would have a hard time getting pregnant, but I just didn't want to believe it. And so in 2015, my husband and I, we got married and then we started talking about starting a family. And I guess it was about a year or so of trying where I started to get like, okay, we have to be on a schedule. We have to, um, you know, make this a thing, which kind of took the fun out of it and put a lot of stress on the both of us. So anyways, we tried for four years and finally I went to a specialist and I kind of told him my situation and um, he pretty much told me that what I had told him and doing some testing uh, that I had a 2% chance to get pregnant on my own. So from there, I decided that he was not the right doctor for me. I needed a doctor that would give me some hope and to open up some other, you know, options options for me and not just be so close-minded because I was not ready to give up. Ryan and I, we have talked about adoption in the past and we had no problem with that, but we wanted to say that we tried as hard as we could before we turned to that option. We saw another doctor um, in Houston and he immediately started the testing and started testing Ryan. He basically decided we should jump right into IVF which was a very scary thought. I'm extremely afraid of needles. So I was like, how am I going to get through this? But we did. And that's where my journey started. Kind of walk me through, I guess, the process of what IVF is and what you all have to do in that with the hormone shots, first appointment, second appointment to the um, transfer and all that. Okay, so IVF is where they take the male sperm and the women's eggs and they retrieve them and put them together, creates the embryo. You can do a fresh or a frozen transfer, but I chose to do a frozen. And why is that? Like, what's the difference? They say there's a better chance, but who knows if that's true. But just to give yourself some time to heal too from, you have to have this procedure called hysterectomy. Sounds like hysterectomy, but it's hysterectomy. And it's where they go in and kind of clean you out, make sure there's no polyps or anything or anything to get into the way of what they're trying to do. And then they will go in and they basically just insert the embryo. And in the meantime, you're injecting yourself with all kinds of hormones and taking all kinds of supplements and trying to get your body ready to adapt to this embryo that they put inside of your uterus. How long is that process from the first appointment to like all the shot and the um, hysterectomy? It took me about um, probably about three to four months altogether, I believe, from start to finish. But as you know, my first cycle failed. So there was a waiting game before I could start my second cycle. And then it took about three months 
for it to all finish up. Okay. So let's touch bases on the first round. Tell me about that. What was that experience like? They told you it was going to stick and then what happened? So uh, Ryan and I, we you know, medical insurance, a lot of health insurance does not cover IVF, which is a whole nother topic um, that we can talk about one day. But basically, they told me that um, I was under a lot of stress from my dad being in the hospital. And so the eggs that they retrieved were no good due to stress. And so we had saved all that money up to do the first round and the doctor had called and he basically said that, I'm sorry, but we've, we've haven't been able to keep any of your eggs. They are all no good. Um, we're going to have to redo the whole cycle. I remember that day, uh, when the doctor called, he told me on the phone, he said, I'm so sorry, but we weren't able to save any of these eggs. I know that you're under a lot of stress and that very well could be why he said, um, but we're going to have to do another round. And I just remember feeling like I'm never going to be a mom. This is it. This is my, you know, ending of the wish to being a mom. But then my friends, they all got together and they put a benefit together to raise money so that we could try another time and give all the glory to God. We were able to do a second round and that's where we were able to get four embryos. And when I did my transfer in the April, he put two in. My doctor was very fond about putting two embryos in. It gave you a better chance from what he thinks. And so we did that. And I just remember feeling so clueless as to what was going to happen. But luckily it worked. Your story is so beautiful. Like I just remember coming over after you did the first round sitting on the couch and you were devastated and you thought, I will never be a mom. I will never be a mom. And it's just praying and knowing that this was not the end. We were going to go for a second round. We were going to get it done. And if it didn't stick that time, then y'all had talked about adoption, and which is a whole nother beautiful thing. But God blessed you. That egg stuck and... She is almost two years old and she is beautiful. (laughs) But so talk about a little bit of the support system that you had. I mean, yes, you had great friends, you had great family, all that. But truly, you don't know about it or truly know what someone's going through unless you've gone through yourself. So tell me about that. That's a really good topic. Um, I remember just feeling so defensive. Um, Anytime I was invited to a baby shower or someone else was pregnant, it seemed like I was happy for the person, but I always thought, am I going to get that chance? And why me? Why am I going through this? I don't understand. And, um, I finally reached out to a support group because although my friends and family were there for me, no one really close to me knew what I was going through. It's kind of that saying, you know, you don't know until you walk in someone's shoes. It's extremely true. Uh, We all go through things and we just really don't know the depth of what it does to us. And so I needed someone to hear me out that had gone through this and that had success stories so that I had some hope because at the time I just, I had given up hope 
and talking to friends, they were there for you and family, but they really couldn't relate, you know, and it was hard for me. I remember friends were complaining about their kids and how they were misbehaving or, you know, they needed a break. And I would just think, God, I would kill to be able to complain about something like that. But will I ever get that chance, you know? And like anything, um, you just, you think that you know, but you really don't. So I reached out to a support group on Facebook. Um, it was an infertility group. And I basically just put my story out there. And the amount of support that I got was amazing. And I kind of made friends and people to catch up with that were going through the same thing as me. And then me telling my story with friends and family, that led to them telling their friends that might have been struggling. So I had people reaching out to me from all over. And, you know, I understand how it can be a private thing that you maybe don't want to have everybody in your business. But I was able, my story was able to help five other friends of mine that eventually had to go through the same thing. And the support group, you know, you're able to ask questions and they keep it all private. So if, you know, during the hormones and the, I mean, the, it's a roller coaster between the shots and the doctor's appointments and the, you know, different things that happened along the way. And to have a support group that you can reach out to and that can be brutally honest with you. And, you know, they made me feel like I was not alone. It pushed me a lot to keep going. For you to elaborate on the different struggles that you went through during, just I'm thinking of moms that might be sitting here listening that are about to start that want to know kind of the hard side of it too, just knowing what they might be walking into. So I remember, like I said earlier, I was so deathly afraid of needles and I had only been put to sleep like one time for tubes in my ears as a little kid. So I didn't know what to think about that either. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed with the amount of hormones and prescriptions and um, the instructions and um, you name it. It was just so overwhelming. But I have to say the day that I found out that the first round did not work. I literally remember dropping to my knees and I told God, I need you to guide me and I need to give it all to you and I need you to push me because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to keep going because at that point, I, I still have never counted all my needles, but I was giving myself injections every day for, you know, over a month. Um, and that second round, I just remember feeling like I'm going to do this and God's got me and it's going to work. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to be okay. And there's going to be another solution for me. And I'm not going to let the fear um, take over. And some of a lot of people that had gone through it before me would tell me that the hormones are going to make you feel weird. You're not going to feel yourself. Uh, the shots hurt. Um, but I just remember not even allowing those emotions to take over me. So to be quite honest with you, uh, I didn't feel different. 
uh, when I was on the hormones, I would feel bloated, but I never mentally felt different. Um, I remember getting so used to the shots that it was just like, you know, this is one more shot closer to holding my baby. And um, at that point, when you let go and let God take over, it's it, it's something I can't even explain the push that you have to just not let the fear take over your thoughts. Do you like surprise gifts? Then you will love Plunder Posse. This is a monthly subscription for only $29 a month. You'll get two to six exclusive jewelry pieces that you'll never find in the catalog. You can cancel at any time, but you won't want to. As a Posse member, you're rewarded with promo codes every three months. You can't go wrong. If you want to see what the hype's all about, you can head on over to plunderdesign.com backslash and shop the party podcast. Or you can join my VIP group for daily fun and cute jewelry ideas. You can find that at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Kindle style session. I'll link that in the show notes and I hope to see you there. Let's get back to the show. Thing I really have noticed is how supportive Ryan has been through this whole thing. Yes, he has been my rock. Um, I remember going to him and telling him, you know, he knew nothing about IVF and he was clueless. And I had been doing some research and I went to him and said, you know, we need to go see a specialist. And he's like, okay. And so we left that day from the doctor when we decided that that's what we were going to do. He held my hand and he said that we got this and everything's going to be okay. And even during the injections, you know, he would help me. Sometimes I would need him to do it and he would do it without even batting an eye. And to have a husband that is so supportive and wants the same thing as you, it really does help a lot. So beautiful. On a friend's side, friends that are supporting moms that are going through this, what would be your advice for those friends? How do we help support you through this? How do we help when you get the bad news or when you're having a bad day or when you get the great news? Like, What can we do to support and help? The best thing for me was just friends checking in and telling me that you are going to be a mom one day and you're going to be an amazing mom one day. And one thing that Ryan and I both have cherished for many years is all of our friends' kids and being able to have them over and being around. I've always been just, I adore kids and I love watching them grow and spending time with them. And so, you know, there were times when people would feel bad about inviting you to, let's say, um, a dinner outing with other couples that have kids because you didn't have a kid and they know that you want a kid and that maybe you didn't want to be invited, but that's not how I felt. I felt like I wanted to be involved. I wanted to be treated normal. Um, but just reaching out and showing that you care uh, and that you're going to be there for them. You know, some friends don't have any idea. Some people get pregnant with no problem. So they don't understand the struggle, but just telling that friend that you're there for them and that, you know, just kind of be their cheerleader. That is what they need at that time. That's great. And you're such an open book. I love because I'm a firm believer in you don't know how your story can impact one person. So if you can share your story, it's incredible because you are going to touch so many lives. And I believe that with so many different people and so many different moms in so many different situations. Yes, I believe that 
you know, so many women are so worried about what other women will think about them or if something's, you know, everybody goes through different things. Um, infertility is just one thing out of a million things, but there's so many different things that we all go through. And it's like, we're so scared to just be ourselves and let it be known that, yeah, we are going through this struggle. And yes, I do need you to be by my side. And too many women are afraid to open up because they feel like they're not normal if they have something wrong with them or going on with them. Or That's the biggest thing I think we're all finding is that we're not normal. <laughs> None of us. We all have different things, different stories, and we need to be there for each other and lift each other up instead of judging. You know, there were so many times that people would come up to me and say, well, when are you going to be a mom or when are y'all going to start trying? And I told them we are, we're trying. And if we can't, then we're going to go to the next route, you know? And a lot of my friends at the time would say, you know, you don't have to tell them that. No, I, I don't have to tell them that, but they need to know that there's people that might be trying and you have no idea. And just know we're not perfect and we're going to go through things and just lift each other up instead of tearing each other down and judging people by their story or what they're going through. I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that I think that that's just the stigma. It's like you get engaged. Oh, when are you getting married? When you get married, when are you going to have a baby? Oh, you're like not even popped out of the first one. And they're asking when you're going to have the second, how many do you want? Do you want a boy? Do you want a girl? These are just all the questions and all the pressures that we get. And I think, you know, if someone comes up to you and they're like, so when are y'all going to try or whatever, you know, I think people are just asking and then they don't even realize truly what they're asking. Right. Especially at a younger age, or if you haven't gone through it or you don't know it's just touchy subject for so many people and we don't even realize i think the what's the percentage for infertility it's gone up so i think it definitely is getting more talked about and more mm -hmm. awareness and more people are realizing okay like doesn't make them weird or right. different like it's just something that right. that made your story and god is blessing you through the hard times that's right yeah i think that we all get caught up in this timeline of life and when we should be engaged when we should get married when we should have a child how long should our engagement be when should the next child come and the truth is is everybody has their own book so it's your own story and god's in control you know and I know I was, I was guilty of that. I thought that right after I got married, I needed to start trying for a kid. And the truth is we'll, we will be celebrating six years married in January and 11 years together. And looking back, wouldn't want it any other way. Ryan and I were able to spend four years as a married couple, just being selfish and doing stuff that we wanted to do, going out of town, dropping everything and just going to dinner. You're able to be a married couple before you bring a child into this world, which is a lot of responsibility and a lot of selflessness. So looking back, I thank God for my journey because I wouldn't want it any other way. And if I could give any advice to any married couple, whether you're struggling in infertility or whatever, spend some quality, good time together before just trying to start a family, no matter your age, because it's just so important to get to know each other and be able to be selfish and go do what you want to do. Because when you do have a child, you know, which is something we longed for for so long, now our world revolves around her, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I would just say, you know, love yourself and love your story and don't be afraid of your journey. Whatever's to come, you know, just you're going to be okay. It's hard when you're in the situation, whatever it may be, to know that there will be the other side and it will all work out. You'll look back, just like you had said in the middle, you were like, why, 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 why? And then now you're like, okay, you know, I'm grateful for that time that we got. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we have one beautiful baby going on to the next one. Just try to remember as hard as it is, no matter what situation you're going through and what situation you're in, God will get you through it. And yes. the light will be at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Going with second, actually our third round technically, but uh, another round of IVF. I mean, we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I've learned to be grateful for our journey this far, you know, and just hoping for the best and preparing for the worst and knowing that I'm going to be strong no matter what. Hey, friends, I'm a big believer in anyone can do anything they set their minds to. In 2020, both my mom and I started our side hustles at the same time and became each other's biggest cheerleaders and teachers. My mom has been a hairstylist for over 20 years and finally opened her dream online boutique just a few months back. She loves all things fashion and beauty products. She has always loved making women just like you feel beautiful every day. And now she's getting to help you step out in style with a divine image. Her motto is life isn't always perfect, but our outfits can be. My mom and I joined together to give you a special thank you for supporting our small businesses. When you shop at her boutique, use the code MAMA10 and you'll get 10% off your total purchase. Head on over to divineimagesboutique.com and shop all the cute and affordable clothes, accessories, beauty products, and more. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So what piece of advice would you give moms that are going through IVF and feel alone in this process? My advice would be to first head right. Don't start it until you are ready to take it on and try to be as strong as you can. Um, it's okay to feel down and to have bad days, but you have to bring yourself back up. And uh, one thing that I did that I tell everyone that is going through this is, you know, take some time and print out your favorite um, scriptures or daily devotionals or even a picture or a saying, a quote, whatever, and put it on your mirror. And when you're giving yourself the injections, you know, read those to yourself and tell yourself, I am going to do this and God's got me and there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But you have to uh, definitely have your head right before you start because I did not. My dad was sick and I just remember feeling all over the place and I didn't know, but I had a thought in my mind that something was not going to go well because of the amount of stress I was under. You can feel when you're stressed out, just like anything, you can feel that, that overwhelming um, feeling, but you really should not start until you kind of get your mind right to thinking, okay, I've got this and whatever the outcome, I'm going to be okay. And once you start thinking that way, you naturally start getting a positive result. So yeah, I would say definitely just start off with a positive mindset and you get a positive result. That's great. I love that. So what do you feel like you have learned most about yourself through this whole process? That I am strong. And um, if I can do this, I can do most things. I remember thinking, okay, I went through all of this 
And because it was it was about, I would say, about a year and a half well, it was four years of trying and then a whole year and a half of kind of getting the money together to do the first round and then losing the first round. And then do so it was a lot of ups and downs, up and downs. And I um, looking back, I can just say that I am strong and I thought, well, I went through all of this. I'm going to have an easy labor. And then God said, jokes on you. And I ended up with a C-section, but that's just my life. And that's my story. And um, I'm proud to say that I overcame a lot of my fears. Um, I now can look at a needle and laugh <laughs> and not think anything of it. Yeah, I would say that I, I, I'm, I'm, a strong, I'm a strong woman that I did not think I could handle it. And I did. And I overcame it. That's awesome. I love that. Um, she is so, so beautiful and such a blessing. So many of us. Oh my gosh. So, so cute. Okay. So let's just touch bases a little bit on you wanted to stay at home with her, but okay. So our little girls are three weeks apart. So we went to pregnancy together and had them same OB, everything. So it's really funny. Just kind of side by side are talking about pregnancies and then they were born. Um, and now they're in the same daycare class together and it's just so cute. But let's just talk about, so both of us wanted to be stay-at-home moms, and now we both work pretty much full-time. Yep. Yes, I thought that I wanted to be this stay-at-home mom, and uh, I learned real quick that I did not. Um, No uh, pressure on anybody if that's what they want to do, but uh, it's not for me. I was losing my sanity. And I realized that I would be a better mom if we had just a little bit of time apart uh, during the day and I could help provide for our family. And I stayed home with Reagan about nine months and decided it was time to go back to work. More props to the women that can stay at home with their babies. But I think that just shows that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as women to be this perfect like image of like the stay-at-home mom that cooks three meals a day and cleans the house and has meal on the table when their husband gets home and all these things. And that is fantastic if you do that, but that that doesn't define you either way. So I think that that just shows, I think on both of our ends that we have to do what's best for our situation and our babies and our personalities. You know, it might not be perfect one size fits all is not the case. So I love it. I just love that we can sit here and we can talk about our motherhood journey together. They're very different, but I think that's beauty in it. You know, I'm learning from you. You're learning from me in different ways and we're teaching each other and let the journey continue. Amen. Yep. I'm sure we will have a part two. Yep. We are going for another round of IVF in 2022 and we're super excited. So can't wait to hear all about that. So stay tuned. If moms need advice, they need to ask you questions, need to get more research on anything, any topics that we talked about, uh, could they reach out to you and how could they find you? Absolutely. Yes. I am an open book. I'm a realtor. And so my number is all over the internet. I've had people from all over text me, friends of friends asking. I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, who can I reach out to? But I really didn't know many people that had gone through it, you know, like I said earlier. And so just knowing that you have someone that you can call and ask questions and vent to about what you're feeling, it helps a lot. So yes, you can find me on Facebook. 
And you can call or text anytime. So your Facebook handle is? Megan Stone Maloney. Okay, well, I am so glad that we got to do this, and you will be back, I know. And thank you for sharing. Thank you all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you can resonate with what you heard. If you want to get more connected with other mamas like you and feel encouraged and not so alone, head on over to Facebook and join the Mama You're Doing Great community private group. Also, make sure to share this episode with a friend that you think can use some words of encouragement. It would mean so much to me if you would take a second and leave a rating or a review. There will be days you think you're failing, but until next time, remember, Mama, you're doing great.